0: Play-Doh, and the big no-no. It's Rhyme and Reason 812. There's and reason for There's and reason why you here. Hey there, Tony here. I'm going to be talking about a vintage, but it's still around, a vintage toy, I guess you could call it that, uh, known as Play-Doh. And uh, it's been around a long time, and the history of it is pretty interesting because it actually started out as a product to help people clean the wallpaper in their homes. Yeah. Can you imagine Play-Doh cleaning the walls? Well, it's true. A guy named Cleo McVicker created the stuff back in the 1930s. His soap company, Kutol, or Cutol, or it looks like Kutol Products, was about to go out of business, but he negotiated a contract with the Kroger grocery chain to make an easy-to-use wallpaper cleaner. Because back then, uh, a lot of houses in America used coal stoves and heaters, and the soot uh, that came out of you know, the resulting soot would build up on their wallpapered walls. But uh, after World War II, a lot of, if not most, of the families converted those coal-based stove and heaters to oil and gas. And eventually electric, of course. And poor old Mr. McVicker's company started to tank again. It was the second time that it was about to go out of business. And uh, after he died, Cleo, after he died in 1949, his son Joseph took over the Kutal products business and had to deal with keeping it going. You know, imagine you, you get to inherit this, this company, dad's business, yeah, isn't that great? Except it's about to go under. But fortunately, Joseph's sister in law was a school teacher. Uh, what? Did somebody say school teacher? Yeah, what's that got to do with Plato? Uh, well, thanks for asking, invisible podcast listener. Uh, Joseph's sister in law, Kay Zufall, invited him to check out her young school children's creations that they. Had made using those kutol, cutol, Kutol cutol—I don't know—cuttle products as sort of a crafting clay. Mm, starting to kind of formulate in your brain now, right? Well, of course, Mr. McVicker, the younger Joseph, liked what he saw, and so he went back to the factory and uh, reformulated and repurposed that special product. And the great news was that they could use the same heavy-duty equipment they already had. And the manufacturing space, they already had. But now, the end product would be a child's toy um, instead of a wallpaper cleaner. Imagine that. You can take what you're already doing, repurpose it, and turn around and start selling and making profit again. And that's what he did. And uh, I I can remember playing with Play-Doh when I was a kid, yeah, in school and, and at home. And to this day, I could probably travel back in time in my head with just a sniff of the stuff, just smelling it. I don't know if it smells exactly like it used to. It probably doesn't because they probably put in some other weird ingredients. But anyway, if it smells anywhere like it did, I could take a sniff and go, oh, I remember being a kid again. Now, I love a story of classic Americana like that. Do you? I love it, especially when it's, you know, simple ingredients that Kids love to squish between their fingers and mold into other shapes. But isn't it freakishly sad how many school kids these days believe they themselves are some sort of Play-Doh. They believe they can mold their own bodies into an entirely different gender. So they have parts of their body cut off. And they add stuff to the recipe, so to speak like hormones and blockers and skin grafts. Oh my, Dr. Frankenstein would be so proud. I've seen hundreds of comments about it on social media. You've probably seen hundreds, maybe thousands. Of course, those adults, and I hesitate to call them that, who support those children in their quest to find their so-called gender identity, actually, can you believe, will go as far as to pay to have their daughter's breasts removed or their son's genitalia removed. There are actually people paying to have that done, obviously, because kids don't have the money to have that done, and they're getting it done. Where'd they get the money? I know it sounds like a horror movie, but it's a horror reality show, and it's playing 24-7 right here in the so-called greatest nation on earth, America America has rapidly devolved into a dark den of iniquity, and that's just an old-fashioned way of saying it's a freak show. Ironically and shamefully, many parents who say they'd never hit a child have no problem paying for an operation to help those children transition from a boy to a girl or from a girl to a boy. But the idiotic part is, here's the... Here's where the moron mind comes into play. No person can transition from one gender to another. You and I are not dough. We're not Play-Doh. We can't do it. We're human beings created in the image and the likeness of God. So when you received the gametes from your parents that determined you'd either have XX chromosomes or XY chromosomes, your gender was unalterably created. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can mutate it, but you can't change it. You can't change who you are. So I recommend that we celebrate the girlness of girls and the boyness of boys. It takes both to make more humans. You got to have both. Regardless of how Frankensteinian future AI medical marvels get, they'll still need male and female genetics. They will. Anything else is and always will be a mutant. And I don't recommend being on that side of history. Don't be a play-duh and act like you're Play-Doh. Anybody, please. Girls and boys, there's a life inside of you and it comes from God. And he wants you to live and to always enjoy and remember he made you the person you are. And a girl is a girl, and a boy is a boy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rhyme and Reason podcast. As always, brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, where you can go over there and get millions and millions of rhymes and reasons. Well, thousands anyway. And uh, where you'll hear me say often, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. I yeah.